can't believe I got an update about Willie Desjardins. I'm just, I'm backing up here for a second. I got an update from NHL about Willie Desjardins getting hired. That is incredible. I was flabbergasted. I was shocked. Shocked. I, and frankly. And saddened. I was Kevin Saddenkirked by the news. Very sad. It's also bad that I get my media. From I get phone? my information, my news. Infotainment. My infotainment from the NHL app. Mm-hmm. which I imagine many of you guys also do. And it occurs to us. NHL.com is state media, deep state, fake news, propaganda. It's a direct line into our cerebral cortex. It's a, it's a, we're mainlining. We're basically NHL. cyborgs Yeah. at this point. It could be the tippity top of the top stories this yeah. week and every week. This is the tip of the iceberg, everybody. We all know it. We've all seen it. NHL.com. You have for so long determined the narrative. You've silenced critics. You've run positive story after positive story, glorifying your dear leader and making the league seem like an impervious, perfect item. But we have seen the foibles and we have exposed a lot of them on this very program. Pulitzer Prize awaiting program. Joseph Foibles. It's not our first Joseph Goebbels reference. And it won't be the last. It won't be the last. Can we say on the record really don't like Joseph Goebbels. Just feel like that needs to be said. Don't like him. Don't like Not him. Not a big fan just, of Joseph Goebbels. We're and just working with puns here. Which is why, yeah, we're working with puns. It's difficult. But that's also why, because of our passionate hate for Joseph Goebbels, we also... Hate sport. Hate sport. Passion sport. Fury sport. Fury sport. I'll go with that. We also hate that the NHL and Rogers Media, who owns NHL.com... Ooh, good point. ...also owns Sportsnet, where we get... The rest of our knowledge from. If that's not deep state, folks, I don't know what I don't know what is deep state. Also, I'm pretty sure there's a couple dark. there's a couple uh, sports teams that play in an arena named after Roger, and it's not. It's not Roger Federer. It's not Mr. Rogers. It's an even more nefarious character than Mr. Rogers, if that is possible. I'm not even sure if Rogers, the company, is based on an actual person named Roger. I would hope it is. I would hope At it least is. then I have someone to blame for all this. NHL.com is deep state. It's not news. It's the powers that be. It's the shadow government. Because if you think about it, NHL.com is hey, giving but you... But don't. Don't. Don't think about think it. for you. Don't think about We're it. We're doing the thinking. We're now. doing the thinking for you right now. You're doing the listening. Just roll your eyes in the back of your head and relax your bowels and just let us take you on a on a journey of journal sport. If you're not journey listening sport, to this on a sport. toilet, you should be soon. We're doing the thinking and we're in charge. And NHL.com has been uh, inculcating, to use a word that might not be a word, our brains for years with their fluffy stories about good-natured hockey players, with their top 10 highlight reels, and their suspension videos that whitewash even the funnest parts of injuries out of the game to make you believe that this is a game that has no flaws. Every team's perfect. Everyone's on the rise. Money's flowing. If you're bad, you're rebuilding. If you're good, you're a cup contender. Very brainwashing. It's like they're zamboning our brains. They zamboni our brains. Oh, that's so true. It's, it's brain zamboni. Very, very true. And as a result, we are going to be giving you guys the honest truth. The real truth. Truth is out there. The journal truth. All of you out there in the alt-swede community. Now you're tuned into the Hockey Sport Podcast. Tuned into the truth. You're tuned in to Truth Sport. Truth Sport. A division of journal sport. And this isn't something that we can just talk about on air without having repercussions. 
We're putting our lives on the line. The blue line. We're playing the puck outside of the trapezoid in this one, guys. We're scoring goals in the crease here via 1999. We're Brett Hulling this one. We're, we're not allowed. We're not allowed where we're going. Where we're going, we don't need ice. So we are going to truthify the hockey world by giving you guys the headlines that NHL.com will not give you. And Rogers refuses to make a reality to bring to the light of day. These are some of the stories that NHL.com would never tell you guys about that we're going to tell you guys about. And I think you'll understand why the world will be a better place now that the truth is out. Get ready to have your ass blown apart. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. These are the top stories of NHL.com for the day. Thank you, Daniel. Top story, hockey voted least sexy sport by Canada's reluctant sports-watching girlfriends. Top story tonight, the Arizona Coyotes versus the Carolina Hurricanes game last week was canceled and nobody noticed. Top story, no interesting quotes from post-games last night. Top story on NHL.com this week, Sidney Crosby's not TV pretty. We're going to be following that story as it develops. Top story, P.K. Subban nervous that he might be David Poyle's only black friend. Developing story tonight, Florida Panthers are suing Donald Trump for copyright infringement, saying lying about crowd size was our thing. More on that later tonight. That's a hot lead. Moving on, top story tonight, we're going to be bringing news about how George Peros and Chris Pronger were nominated to their positions at the Department of Player Safety as jokes. And now the joke has gone too far. That's going to be a big story. And later tonight, another top story. NHL is confident that third time's a charm for a team in Atlanta. And this just in. The numbers have confirmed it. Hockey is the world's 12th greatest game. Top story. There were no nice goals tonight, but we've got quotas, so here's an all right one. And in an exclusive interview, quote, I chose hockey because I didn't make the football team, claims every American hockey player. Top story, congrats to NHL's concussion spotter for spotting their 500th brain-damaged player. And in other news, League Defiant. We have great taste in music. Everyone loves Kid Rock and Headley. Another top story tonight on NHL.com. A generation of players' careers will forever be tainted by having no 2018 Olympics. Top story, NHL confirms, yep, it's been the same ice all these years, and at this point, it's 93% spit. It's too bad it's not hot and black. Another top story, the lead writer for NHL.com leaves the staff to begin kindergarten with the other kids his age. Top story, let's be honest, toothless isn't a good look. Breaking news tonight, optometrists confirm refs are in fact blind. And that's your news for the week. Thank you for joining us. This has been NHL.com News, the only honest news source in this corrupt world. That was a good broadcast. Great broadcast. Thank you for joining us. I uh, hope you guys have a good night. Stay tuned for Survivor at 11. I hear it's the merge. Well, now that we've set the record straight, I think it's time that we cue the Hockey Sport Podcast theme music for episode 10. This is episode 10. We did it, everybody. Congratulations to us. We've made it to 10 episodes. Season 2, episode 2, 22. 22 plus 33 equals 40. Believe it, people. You know it. It's confirmed. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have exciting news for you. To start off season two, 
we are not joking this time. I know we've said that a lot, and we've meant it every time, but we have ourselves a sponsor. A real sponsor. This is real. This is real. Real life. We would like to thank, kind thanks to Persephone Blurting. Persephone Blurting. Persephone Blurting. I need to grab myself another Persephone, actually. You're done your Persephone Blurring? I'm done my Persephone Blurring already. Take it from the Persephone Blurring pot. Uh, Steve, do you want to regale the audience with the story of you um, securing this uh, corporate sponsor? Well, uh, we were in talks with Persephone back and forth uh, for weeks, trying to nail down the deal of our new sponsorship, which was going to be a benefit to the Hockey Sport Podcast and therefore the listeners, so you're welcome. And in the end, after negotiations back and forth, we settled on, they gave us a free six-pack. Oh, yeah. This is a bigger deal than the Gretzky trade. Yes. we. I feel like Pete Bocklington right now. Listen to this, Gretzky. That's you being eclipsed by Steve's amazing deal with Persephone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I suppose we should talk about the beer a little bit. Con- contractually, we are obligated to talk about the beer, mm-hmm. uh, which is Persephone Brewing, brewed on uh, Gibson. The goddess golden ale. Mm-hmm. Persephone Brewing, like a siren song luring you into the rocks or making you drive into a stop sign. Persephone Brewing. I want to dedicate this goddess golden ale from Persephone Brewing to the goddess of hockey, Haley Wickenheiser. Fair. Fair point. Yeah. Haley. Haley. Give us a call. Give us a call, Haley. Come have um, a Persephone Brewing with us. Come have a brew with us. You can be a guest on our podcast. You're awesome. So many golds. You got more golds than King Midas. Also, she might be it's true. the only member of the best of all time team and all names team. Ladies and gentlemen, Wickenheiser is a great last name. McDavid, lame last name. Gretzky, eh. Like we suggested before, it should probably be Gretzky or Regretsky, as in I regret my coaching career. Haley Wickenheiser is going to be the first female coach in the NHL Hockey League. Wild prognostication. Wild prognostication. Deal with it. Everyone, buckle your seatbelts. Buckle it up. If you're drinking Persephone, you best buckle up because that's illegal and delicious. Persephone Brewing, the best beer to drink while driving. Persephone Brewing, illegal and delicious. It's a good beer. It is a very good beer. I'm very proud of it. It's not as good as my home brew. Whoa. That's true. Thank you. Which is actually... But you can't buy the home brew in stores. No. Which is why everyone, all of our listeners, come by the Hockey Sports Studio. Have a beer with us. You're all welcome. Everyone's welcome. welcome. You're welcome for the sport of hockey that we are journal sporting on and you're welcome to come by it's a, it's a double meaning and you're welcome as in you're welcome for the listening pleasure we've given you yeah that's what i'm saying yep. and dan what does that bring us to Ooh, that brings us to one of our favorite segments it is zamboni time cue that zamboni bring it out on the ice We've been tempted to um, just play the sounds of a Zamboni going around the ice for the next 10 minutes because it is the most soothing sound in the Canadian language. It's what I go to sleep to. Yep. It's what I was uh, weaned on. Zamboni sounds. Yeah, it's, it's on th- iTunes. It, it is. Yeah, find it. It, it. There's ocean sounds, sounds of the desert, space sounds. Surprising am- amount of fodder there. Yeah. Very easy to record. Very easy to record. Because it's largely silent. You'd think it's silent, but it's it's deeper than that. And then Zamboni sounds. Mm-hmm. Zamboni sounds, if you hear them right, if you have a good ear for it, you can hear all the melodies 
of the greats. I listened to Zamboni Sounds because obviously we forgot to mention, but that is a album that we released, you know, several years ago. Um, As well, it never really caught on, but it's part of the hockey sport canon. Uh, so check it out on iTunes. Zamboni Sounds. It's twelve hours of, well, Zamboni Sounds. It's twelve hours separated into one hundred and forty tracks. Best listened to on shuffle. I recommend that. Mm-hmm. But you got to get good headphones because there's a lot of bass, a lot of tremble. A lot of trouble. 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 You gotta have a good sound system to really benefit from the all the different sounds of the of the Zamboni because there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah, great to play in intermissions or when you are waking up in a uh, Persephone Brewing fueled drunk tank. Zamboni sounds. The sounds of a Zamboni for thirteen hours straight, plus a bonus disc. Track one. Zamboni sound. Track two. Zamboni sound. Track three. Zamboni sound. It curls around the ice. It goes in a straight line. It turns. Plus, get our extended edition album with the sound of scraping before a shootout. From the people who brought you Slapshot Sounds. And coaches yelling. Would you agree that the Slapshot is the best sound effect in sport? Definitely. In, in all the video games, is there a better sound effect? Footsport, American footsport. American footsport. Yep. American footsport has no sound effects. There's, there's just the sounds of cleats on grass, maybe? It, it's mostly people grunting. The, sound, the, sound, effects the sound of a basketball swishing in a hoop is a quite satisfying sound. That's a good but one. But nothing, it's nothing compared to the sound of a slap shot. If I said slap shot to you guys, there is a distinct... That we all know about. It's probably the most identifiable sound in sports. Yeah, other than Shiropova playing tennis. Ah! Which brings us to Will our... Did you get that reference? Sharapova? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you were born in the 2000s, you might not get that reference, but you should look it up. But also, side note, if you're born in the 2000s, you should not be playing in the NHL. Which is why you're getting Zambonied. Yes, we are Zambonying Our any first Zamboni player. of episode two, season two. Yeah. The Zamboni means we will not talk about them for the rest of the episode. That means you caught Kaniniemi. Did I get that right? I'm not sure. He's a new he's a noob. I don't quite know how to pronounce his name yet, but it was quite an impressive performance on Montreal the other night. No, 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 no. What he was born I'm sorry, but if you do not remember the Willennium, you are not eligible to play in the National Hockey League. Was That's he, my opinion. Was he born I know he was born after the two thousands, but was he born before nine eleven? Do you think he remembers 9-11? I don't think he remembers 9-11. Should we keep talking about 9-11? Players born in the 2000s, after the 2000s, you're getting Zambonied. You're just not relevant yet, okay? You're still babies. And I don't want to be ageist here. I, I'm very anti-ageist. I think uh, our aging system is a oppressive construct. I've talked to Steve about this I think we should a repeal lot off air. Repeal and replace aging. I want, a, I want a completely new age system. The point is... Preferably randomly uh, given. Randomly given based on dice rolls. Yes. 
Maybe your first year, you're 17 years old. Maybe your second year of life, you're 25, and then you go 68, and then you're one. It's sort of a maturity-based randomizer. Mm -hmm. Point is, you're not relevant. You haven't done anything yet. You don't know anything. You you, got to catch up. You just got to catch up a little bit. You you haven't had the losses. You, You haven't had the tragedy. How about this? If you're young enough that your parents made your first Facebook page, you are not allowed to play in the NHL. Ooh, if you have a baby Instagram that you can look back on. Actually, I feel bad for them now. Mm-hmm. That's tragic. I don't feel bad for anybody getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to At the age of 18 skate around on ice. How about you go get a high school education and then you can play in the NHL? Mm-hmm. 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 What were you doing when you were 18? Daniel? When I was 18? On this day in hockey history? Mm-hmm. When I was 18? Yep. Were you playing in the NHL? I was probably playing NHL 2008. Anyway, players born in the 2000s, you're getting Zambonied. If you're not old enough to drive the Zamboni, you shouldn't be old enough to play on the ice that it's so gracefully Zamboned. Do you remember Rugrats? Did you go see Lion King in theaters? Was Harry Potter older than you when those movies came out? Did you grow up with Toy Story? And I don't mean grow up with the film. I mean grow up with the franchise. Like you were as old as Andy when Andy was in Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. Mm -hmm. Very key. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going away to college at the same time Andy's going away to college. This is my life. Did you experience that? I don't think you did. I don't think you did. No, I don't think so. And if you don't, you shouldn't be in the NHL. Yep, you're done. Zam him. Don't eat with the bony. Zam him, Steve. Zam him. I would like to ride a Zamboni one day. You've never ridden a Zamboni? Nope. Oh, God. You have got to try it. I have not either, but I think you'd be great for it. I think I... you would really like it. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of heights. Right. Specifically the height of a Zamboni over ice. Maybe the, the ice sort of makes it feel like it's way higher than it is because the whiteness, like a whiteout on a mountain, like exactly. snow, I think ice. the NHL should have more whiteouts. How about weather in NHL hockey games? Daniel? I'm into it. I think we should have weather systems within the arenas, blizzards. And forecasts before the game. There should be a wind chill factor. Mm-hmm. There should be snow, uh, occasional lightning. The fact that there's never been an NHL player hit by lightning during a game, is a disappointment, ratings-wise. Let's talk about home ice advantage here. Because you saying the word lightning makes me believe, makes me think, makes me want the Tampa Bay Lightning to have in-arena lightning machines hitting the ice, and the players got to watch out. And that is the home ice advantage that the Tampa Bay has when they're playing. They, 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 they've experienced that lightning before, so they kind of know what's up. But mm-hmm. when you're going into the, into the Tampa Bay arena... One of your players might get hit. You might get hit. You might get electrocuted, and the ha- the play does not stop. I think that similarly, Carolina, Carolina Hurricanes. I'm just you know, think of that. that. They they would have incredible gusts of wind. Chicago, random. Chicago's the windy city. Carolina, the windy arena. Exactly. I would. I don't want to think about what the Blackhawks' advantage would be. It'd be racist. It'd be a little bit racist. It'd be a little bit racist, but S- useful too. San Jose Sharks, thin ice, so like a big hit, you get cracked under the ice. There's sharks in there. Sharks under the ice. I feel like and get bit. I feel like watching the Chicago Blackhawks use their home ice advantage would be like watching the first half an hour of the Revenant. I feel like watching 
Chicago Blackhawks use their home ice advantage would be like watching a Cleveland Indians baseball game. Explain. I'll explain by using a true story and a real life actual experience that I had. Wow. We haven't had a true story since episode three, as you guys might recall. Yep. Go back, listen to it all, and email us and what you think the true story was. It's usually kind of a mystery. You're usually going to be wrong. My real life story, I was in Cleveland. I already don't believe you. And Impossible. How does one get to Cleveland? Are there flights? I doubt it. It was sort of a flight train situation. I think it was the Elon Musk hyperloop. I think they hyperlooped you. I think they bored a hole. I'm in Cleveland, and everyone, and I mean everyone, is wearing that base sport jersey and hat with the Indian First Nation guy on it. Mm-hmm. What do you call a baseboard jersey? Is it a jersey? Baseboard jersey? A baseboard shirt? Base base shirt? A baseboard leotard? A baseboard suit? What is it? A button-up? What is base it? A baseboard uh, pinner? It's not a jersey. It's a kit. A kit? A pullover? A jumper? Is it a jumper? A romper? A romper? Is it a base romper? They do kind of romp. It's definitely the sport with the most romping. They romp around. Yeah. Base I've sport, seen many a romp. Base sport romps. That moment when there's a third out and the innings are changing mm-hmm. and the people from center field just have to romp their way back in. Mm-hmm. Is base sport a sport? Ooh, okay. We have to save this. This is a world of other sport exclusive. We're getting into that later. World of other sport exclusive, perhaps this episode, maybe next episode. You got to stick around. Sometimes we tease. Is base sport a sport? Zamboni, a number two. The deuce. We've been getting a lot of response about this. This just broke. Our phones are lighting up. Break it. I got a text from one of my good friends, NHL, and another good friend, Sportsnet app. You don't have any friends? Daniel, I just told you both of their names. Don't give me that look. You know the look. Sorry about that. Derailed it. Derailed it. Let's, derailed get, it. let's, let's get back on it. Off the rails. Off the rails. Hoffman. Mike Hoffman. Mike Traded. Hoffman. Traded? Off the rails? Did he trade? Did he get traded? I thought he was expelled. Expunged. Expunged. Mm. Did he get traded? Yep. Twice. Got it's, double traded. Stone is still on Ottawa. Hoffman got traded. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine being double traded? He didn't even get to go to one of the teams. San Jose and Florida. San Jose and Florida. Yeah. Double traded. I think Turris got double traded too, didn't he? Oh, yeah. The, the, one of them was with Avalanche. Yeah. Turris was the was Colorado and Nashville. That's that's what it was. And San Jose and Florida. Double traded. Ping-ponged Man. around. I mean, they're both good. It's not like it was like momentarily, wow, I can't wait. I'm living in Florida. And then, oh, no, I'm living in Minnesota. I think it really shows the clear vision of the Ottawa Senators and Eugene Malnick. They know where they're going. I mean, they knew they, they knew where they were going the first. They the didn't first know what time. the second stop. They was. weren't playing they, the second stop. Yeah, they traded to one, and then they got traded. Yeah, okay. I mean, they started to like it was. It's kind of like when it, your it became baggage, clear. It's it like wasn't clear lu- at first, but it became clear. It's like when your luggage gets lost. Yeah, and you're like, I was planning it to get here eventually. Yeah, it, but it's not here right now. Yeah. But like that was part of the plan. The Ottawa Senators' vision for the future is as clear as when your luggage gets lost at the airport. I feel like dealing with the Ottawa Senators is like dealing with Air Canada. Like, you probably have to be on hold for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You're, like, trying to get through to Melnick. You're like, I want to make a trade, but they put you on hold. Actually, uh, amazingly enough, I have Pierre Dorian's phone number. Should we give it a call? You've now reached the Ottawa Senators. Pierre Dorian is currently 
fighting off angry mobs. Please wait. Hello, you've reached the trade line for the Ottawa Senators. If you would like to trade for Bobby Ryan, press 1. If you'd like to trade for Bobby Ryan, press 2. If you'd like to trade for Bobby Ryan, press 3. To speak to an operator about trading for Bobby Ryan, press 0. To speak to general manager Pierre Dorian, please scream into the phone now. I'm sorry, that scream was not recognized. In order to trade over the phone line, please enter in the number of players and draft picks you are willing to trade, regardless of who they are. Did you enter nine? Trade is accepted. Thank you for calling the Ottawa Senators trade line. We look forward to finding out where that player will be traded to next. If you are interested in purchasing the entire franchise, please put in extension number 666. Dialing. Hello? I'm Gary Bettman. I hear the Ottawa Senators are having a giveaway next weekend uh, to get people to come to their games. Mm -hmm. So the first 500 people that show up to the Ottawa Senators game get a free Ottawa Senators franchise. Yeah, they're stakeholders in the franchise. No, they are given it and they have to relocate it as soon as possible. Sounds great. We're dedicated to our sport here. Our journal sport. We're dedicated like you wouldn't believe. Do you believe it? Believe sport. Stop believing. Religion. Believe sport. Oh. Believe sport? Everyone silence while we think about that. Forgive me, Father, for I have Sidney Crosby. And because we're so dedicated to our sport of journal sporting, we have so intensely Zambonied our Zamboni stories this year mm-hmm. that we can't even get to them. Ever. But because we love episode. you, and we do, we are going to get to Zamboni number two, which is, as I mentioned, blowing up my phone right now. We are proud to announce that Willie Desjardins has finally landed on his feet. He's found a home. Homeward bound, baby. It's fortunate for Willie Desjardins because now he has a job. It's unfortunate for the LA Kings because they don't know what they've done. We won't get into why, but it will become quite evident you've made a terrible mistake. It's a frightening development for the Los Angeles Kings, which is why we're Zambonying it. It's the biggest statement that we can make about the decision. We, I, I, I don't even know how to begin to talk about it. It's too terrifying. It's rough. It's bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. I things are going I to be no bad. I have no math to back this up. So I'm just going to put this out there. But I'm confident that the amount of years that have gone by since LA Kings last won a cup is the exact amount of time between 2011 and when we hired Willie Desjardins. He is a safety school. He is the guy you settle for. He is like, they saw how he guided the Canucks into a solid worst of the league. And they realize that they have to be that. Hey, at least he's going to run four lines. He's definitely going to run four lines. He's definitely going to run four lines. Yeah. He's definitely going to have a player you've never heard of playing on the top power play unit. He's definitely going to run four lines straight to the bottom. (laughs) 
Oh, there was one player that he it played. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about it. Who was that guy that he used to play all the time? Like with the Zedines? Yeah. No, it doesn't no, it doesn't matter. We're not talking about it. Is Shapu on the LA Kings? Because he's gonna be on the first line, LA fans. Yes. I don't know if you guys have Lucas Abiza, but he's a starting center now. Probably. Yep. We're not talking about it. He's been Zambonied. We thought we we thought we inadvertizammed him by the fact that he has been uh relishing in obscurity ever since he was fired. Except for the Olympics. We're not talking about it. No, we're not talking I'm about it. I'm just glad that the Willie Desjardins years no longer only apply to the Canucks. Yes. And it, and it will soon be in the fabled hall of shame for the LA Kings. That said, we love the guy. He was a really sweet guy, and we wish him the best. Great stash. All-stash team. I think he's the coach of the all-stash team. At least, probably assistant. I'm going to go with assistant on this one. We want the all-stash team to be competitive. You know, unless you want to get the first pick in the NHL entry stash. <laughs> It's too bad that puns aren't a more respected art, because I think we have it. We've elevated it to a higher level, indeed. Are we the Picasso of puns? The Puck-Casso? Podcasto? <laughs> How about another painter? No, I haven't. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I've never, in the history of the Hockey Sport Podcast, I've never seen my co-host shoot down a joke. So hard. The look on his face was like... Podcasto? A, di- a disapproving father. <laughs> Pablo Podcasto. I think that's not bad. Yeah, it's it's as good as Puckcasso. Well, I'm not going to think of a new artist. Jackson Paul Puck. <laughs> there. There you go. You got it. You nailed it. I nailed it. Totally. Calling it. First overall pick in the entry draft by Buffalo was Salvador Dalin. Vincent Van Gogh. Zamboni number three, the Trois. It's a uh, Zamboni that's very close to our hearts. It's almost like we're Zamboni it because we were so successful. Because we have proven, the record will show, history will tell, uh, that Elias Pettersson is, in fact, both Sedins in disguise. There's a lot of prophecy that's gone on during the Hockey Sport podcast. We have propheticized many a thing that came true. Some have referred to us as Nostradamus. We predict the future. I think we were the original Nostradamus. We predict the future. And boy, did we predict the future correctly this time. Oh, we weren't wrong. We're not wrong. We're never wrong. Confirmed 22 plus 33 33 equals 40. Booyah. Pedersen's both Sedins. Both Sedins. You guys all know it. You guys all saw it. Bank pass off the boards. Henrik Sedin accused Pedersen of copyright infringement, which is a convenient cover. Yeah, great. Did you see that tweet by Francesco Aquilini? He was live tweeting. He said, oh, who does that remind you of? Aquilini knows. Canucks owner Francesco Aquilini knows the truth, and he's throwing us off the scent. We're not buying it. Not buying it. We're not buying it. Yeah. Like Canucks tickets in 2018, we're not buying it. Like a Yakupov Oilers jersey, we're not buying it. Like an Ottawa Senators franchise, we're not buying it. Which is why we are actually recusing ourselves from Mm -hmm. this scandal, frankly. Yep. Because as much as we want to uncover the 
nefarious details of the Sedin's uh, prestiging of the league. They were prestiging us. They were Tyler Durdening us. And as much as we'd like to call them on it, we can't because we like it a lot. We're really happy about it. It's a great thing. Uh, we don't want to talk about it anymore because it's too relevant. And it's too true. And it's too raw. But we do want to remind everyone that we have not forgotten, in spite of Zambonying, to Zamboni is not to forget. It is to ignore. Correct. As the Correct, Bible sir. says. Correct, sir. The Hockey Sport Bible. Hockey Sport Bible available online for $149.99. You can buy the Hockey Sport Bible. You can buy Zamboni Sounds on iTunes. There's an audiobook of the Hockey Sport Bible. There's also an audiobook of the making of Zamboni Sounds. Um, there's also a contest to answer to ghostwrite the uh, Hockey Sport Podcast official novel, Hot, Hot Black, Black Ice, Ice, The, the Violent, Violent Legacy of the, the Hockey Sport, Sport Podcast. Podcast. Still waiting for your ghostwriting submissions. So far, the best one has been none of them. There's been none sent. But yep. we do want to let everyone know that in the future, we will play the Florida Panthers again. Correct. And we have not forgotten what Matheson did to Pedersen. The Panther attack. The day that Matheson comes back to Vancouver, the Aquilinis, the aforementioned owner of the Canucks, have a little thing up their sleeves, which is the rumor mill has been telling us that they've signed a one-day contract with Canuck legend Todd Bertuzzi. Starting January 12th and ending January 14th, Todd Bertuzzi will be a Canuck and he will play in that game and that man has nothing to lose. Hi, I'd like to order the Fran Pesto Aquilini with extra Permazam cheese. And the final Zamboni of the night. This is a big one, folks. Bigger than a Zamboni ridden by an elephant on the back of that giant turtle that's in those that that religion that it's all the way turtles. Turtles all, all, tur- all the way turtles down. All the way you down. had me at You know turtle. what I'm talking about? As soon as you said turtle, I thought... Religion. Seattle sea turtles? Oh, that's so good. That's pretty good. It's going to be sea something. Yes. Fact. Fact confirmed. We already know that it's going to be sea coyotes. But. Sea turtles. As much as we're big sea sea coyotes fans. Yep. I think sea turtles is so great. Because do we need all these predators and panthers and and sharks? Yeah. What happened to just like plain old stupid animals? A turtle would be a real fun mascot. How about platypus? Sure, the Seattle platypus. And speaking of the, the Seattle platypussies, platypussies. How about the Seattle pussy? The Seattle pussy. It's a cat. Yeah, I know. Cool cat mascot. Yeah, like sort of a black cat. Totally. Seattle pussies. Pink jerseys though. Definitely. <laughs> anyway, our final Zamboni is. <laughs> I love when my co-host says anyway. You know we're really onto something when he starts a sentence with anyway. You know we're on a roll when you say anyway. Anyway, by the way. BT dub. BT dubs. The way is shut for streaks lower than 10 games. That doesn't make any sense. We are going to make a rule that you are not allowed to talk about a streak unless it's 10 games exactly. I don't want to hear someone saying he has no goals in seven games. Because what does that mean? It means he has at least one goal in eight games. Because why did you choose seven? Sorry, personal gripe. Really bothers me. Streaks that aren't ten games. Who cares? Streaks that aren't ten games? What does it matter? You should always say in his last ten games. He has six wins in his last ten games. He has 
12 points in his last 10 games. If you're saying a number other than 10, you're doing it because you are a desperate sportscaster, uh, which I call lie sport. And you're doing it because you need a headline. Like, John Tavares has no goals in seven games, but he got a hat trick the game before. So he has three goals in eight games. Yeah, that'd be a better way to say it. But you need a story. And if I believe in anything, other than that it's turtles all the way down, Mm -hmm. the earth, if I may elaborate. Sure, elaborate and collaborate with me. I'm going to collaborate on this one. The way the turtles collaborate to be the earth. The earth is actually the back of a turtle, as you guys know. Flat earthers are wrong. It's turtle earth. And if you are wondering, what's that turtle standing on? Turtle. Why do you think ice rinks are curved? Everyone knows ice rinks curve at the exact degree to which turtles back the Galapagos curves. turtles back shell curves. That's right. We're laying down hard truth here. We're slapping it on the ice. That was a slap shot of journal Gosh. sport. No one cares about streaks that aren't 10 games. It's arbitrary numbers. People are making it up. You're just, you're just making up something. Yeah. Just You're just making it up. The Hockey Sport Podcast has been accused of a lot of things, but it's never <laughs> been accused of lying and making things up. Top story number one. Our top story of the night. You guys have been waiting for it, and we're not going to make you wait any longer. Although, I bet you want to hear more things that we're not going to talk about. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, fine. Our top story tonight is fighting in the NHL. Ding, 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 ding. Bing, bing. bing. Oh, oh, my hand. My hand hurts. Don't they hurt their hand on the helmets? I always wonder that. I assume they hurt their hands all the time. I'd say fighting is the second best sound effect in sports. It might go... Top two. It might go top two. Slap uh, shot. shot, Hockey fighting. The sound of a hoop. Basketball swish. Like a hoop sport swish. Hoop sport swish. Swish. And then hitting the post. Also great sound effect. So we have four of the top five. I'd say four of the top. We don't even know what the fifth one is yet. Three of the top four. Maybe a cricket bat. We have three of the top four. Cricket sport? Wicket sport. Wicket sport. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very foreign sport. Colonial sport. Oh, right. It was colonial sport. Yes. For the record, the sport with the wickets and the three-day-long games is called Colonial Sport. We've heard incredible stories recently of heroic players fighting. Good guys against bad guys. Bo Horvat beating the shit out of somebody. Sam Bennett defending his his teammate. His compatriot. Winning the game. Top-line fighters. Love it. Coming back from 4-1 down. Top-line fighters. You know, you love when the the evil Brad Marchand... Mm -hmm has to fight even if he does win the fight badly and i i'm so into it every time i'm out of my seat i'm cheering i mean it's unfortunate that it's fake but i love the narrative of it you know it's fun to watch it's fun to watch it's fun to watch fighters go out there and i know that it's organized by the coaches and it's organized by the gm and scripted it's and scripted and everything like, like that always, but it's like, great obviously it's they, they scripted who's gonna win and like the moves are, are pre-planned but i just think the athleticism of fighting is very impressive still very impressive you know and like some of the some of the i think the fighting is, is very athletic it takes a lot of strength even mm-hmm. though they're obviously like you know faking the punches it's choreography choreography yeah, yeah. It's, but it's so beautifully choreographed it's almost like a, a dance it is almost like a dance so it's like the hockey sport dance 
So when I, when people complain about fighting in hockey and, and, and it being fake and, and why do people like watching a fake fight in a hockey game, I think they're missing the art of it. Um, but the one thing I could do without in fighting in hockey is less props. Like I don't want to see them with the chair. Or the ladder. And watch the ladder. Wow. Right into the jaw and the nose and the skull. Fire. I mean, the last cage match was pretty good. Um, Le Cavalier versus Aginla was a great cage match. Mm-hmm. Um, Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Fist on ice. Uh, and it puts asses in seats. It's about storyline. It's about personality. It's about character people. And it's it's part of the game. Like Steve said, it puts asses in the seats. But I think we need to embrace the fact that this is, that this isn't real, you know, that it's choreographed. Mm-hmm. I know you don't want as many props. I want more props. Really? And I want more goalie fights. You've got me hook, line, and sinker on the goalie fights. Why would you not goalie fight? Why wouldn't you do it? If I were a goalie, I'd fight all the time. Yeah, you fight every game. You got that big blocker. Could you imagine being the only goalie in the league that fights, and then? When people play you, they have to look down the ice and know he's going to fight me this game because he fights every game that mm-hmm. he's not suspended. Mm-hmm. It would mess you up. And you'd fake him out too. You'd like run. You'd like skate to center ice. Yep. But they'd be like, nope, not this time. And you'd skate back. Yep. You'd do a lot. We could do a lot. You could do a lot. I mean, uh, there's a lot of room in the corridors behind the benches. You could stash a lot of stuff there. You stash baseball bats with barbed wire. You could stash chairs. You bring a table on the ice, drop it through the table. And hockey-themed props, too. You know? Hockey-themed props, sure. It's disappointing that we have yet to see the Stanley Cup used in a fight. That's a good point. Yeah. Give them the cup! Yep. Give them... When I chant at a hockey game, we want the cup, I've always assumed... I'm right, picturing it getting... So, that, it, that it's us asking for... Bashed over somebody's head. Yeah. We want the cup! We want the... We Want the Cup is definitely the give them the chair of the hockey fight world. 100%. 110%. Oh, give, he's got the cup. Give him the cup. Give him the cup. Give him the cup. Oh, looks like he's got the Oh, he hit him in the face with the cup. Oh, my God. Maximum Dome just hit Radko Gudis with the cup. Philip Richard's not happy, and he's. it looks like Phil Pritchard is dropping the white gloves. Who would you most want to fight in the NHL? I'd like to fight Rasmus Dahlin. Mm-hmm. Dahlin? Salvador Dahlin. Salvador Dahlin. I think he's an artist. Who doesn't I want to fight an artist? would love to fight an artist. Yeah. Some of the best artists were good fighters. Ernest Hemingway. M. Night Shyamalan. I could go on. Rasmus Dahlin, for the record, looks like someone who would get fired from McDonald's because he lied about his age. Rasmus Dahlin looks like he has detention. Rasmus Dahlin looks like... His dad's not mad. He's disappointed. Rasmus Dahlin looks like he didn't get invited to the party, but he showed up anyway. Like, he, he found out about it from a friend of a friend. Yeah, and you're okay with him being there because you know that he knows people that were invited. But he also knows he wasn't invited. And everyone there also knows he wasn't invited. And he's trying a little too hard at the party because he wants to make a good enough impression that he feels like he earned his invitation. Rasmus Dahlin looks like a child star who grew up to be kind of weird, weird looking. Yeah. Cyborg players. Cyborg players. Take it away. This is a hockey sport exclusive. 
we're the only people reporting on the fact that there is now legal gambling in hockey. This is huge. A, a partnership with MGM that feels a lot more like a hostage scenario. So Gary Bettman is expecting us to accept that Vegas comes into the league. They dominate the league. Mm-hmm. The next year, we have gambling officially sanctioned with hockey. Bit convenient. With, with, huh? the, with the help what a weird coincidence. Of Gary Bettman. Yeah. A coincidence, indeed. Suddenly, Vegas, who have only shown themselves as a dominant force in the hockey league, uh, the hockey sport world, now, with an extra claw, dug into the hockey Dug legacy. into the back of the hockey legacy. This seems obvious to me that the Vegas Mafia is behind this. Absolutely. They ran the league into the ground last year. We're lucky we survived. A, a disgraceful exhibition of, of corruption. And debauchery. Bribery. Extortion. I felt like a puppet. Phil Kessel. Phil Collins. How dare you, sir? The Vegas Mafia almost destroyed the NHL last season. Thank God we had a Russian savior. May his name be forever uh, forsaken. Now that they know that they can't win via hockey sport, they're going to try to win via a different type of sport. And what's scariest is Gambling that what, what Gary Bettman, what Gary Bettman sure. has offered them is up-to-date stats, which sounds fine. That's innocuous. Great. We're okay with that. But the way we're going to get it is to put a computer chip on every player. We're not making this up. We don't make anything up. I don't even know why I said that. They're putting chips on our players and in the puck. Cyborgs. Cyborg players. That should be the headline. Cyborg players. Cyborg Players, I know you guys know what we're about to talk about. With computer chips on every player by a Vegas company, where are we now? Where are we going next? Because I've seen Rat Race. So have I. The documentary. <laughs> and I know that if you put computer chips on these players, there is probably two billionaires in a room somewhere playing Xbox, controlling the league game by game. Making sure everything is fixed. I don't want hockey sport to become that. I'm afraid of that. We don't. We don't want hockey sport to become a to become a computer game. It's all that this this will be a first person shooter, an RPG. And we were fine when the first cyborg player debuted in the league. We didn't complain. Pavel Datsuk is incredible. He's incredible. We're we're amazed at him. I mean that goal that he did in the shootout where he liquefied himself. Uh, and then reappeared on the other side of the net. A la T-1000. And then scored. I want that in the game. I'm okay with cyborg players. Of course. Uh, it's, that's, it's needless it's to say. needless to say. Cyborg players make the game more exciting, and, and I'm fine with it. But this is going too far, because at least you knew with the T-1000 Pavel Datsuk that he was autonomous, whereas now we're giving up that that uncertainty to a shadowy organization that's going to control the rest of the history of hockey sport. We could have an entire league under the thumb of one maniacal king god. God king? God king. And as much as I know that Gary Bettman's a ruthless controller, he has lost all power because we've heard him many times say he would never have gambling sanctioned by the league. And here we are, 2018, the Vegas Golden Knights, Western Conference champion, Betting supreme. The string, the strings have been cut 
Gary Bettman was previously the puppet master, and now the strings have been cut and glued onto a much more different, much more dangerous god king of the NHL, the Vegas Golden Mafia. We once thought they were quite the, frightening. We once thought they were the Golden Onion Knights. Yep. How wrong we were. I mean, I'm afraid for our lives. I'm always afraid for my life. That's true. I eat a chicken burger. What if it's undercooked? I'm terrified. I cross the street. Bus. Possibly. Sure. You never know. Yeah. I go skydiving. What if the parachute doesn't open? I go skydiving. What if my credit card cuts me? Yeah. And I bleed to death. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, go to Starbucks. What if What if um, that, that frappuccino, what if the milk has been curdled? What if the milk is curdled? What if? What if? And yet here we are playing with our lives like they're nothing. Exposing the truth, knowing that every day we get closer to that Mark Wahlberg bullet in the back of the head. It's a frightening time to be alive. It's a frightening time to be a journal sport. Ist. Ist. A journal sportist. I was going to say journal sport cavalier because we're sort of like pirates on the high seas. You know? I mean, I don't. I mean, you do now. Yep. On a happier note, our next top story. Top story, uh, numero quattro. Toronto has never won the Stanley Cup. This is needless to say. And here's why. Oh, you might be saying to yourself, oh, I'm a Maple Leafs fan. I just got home from work. I'm an insurance salesman. I wear a suit. Your regional dialects I have just bought very a Tesla. on point this I can't season. wait to listen to the sports radio in my Tesla and hear about Austin Matthews' injury. I'm a huge Leafs fan. I've been a Leafs fan since the 60s. Oh, honk, honk. I hate bike lanes. Oh, get these bike lanes out of here. I'm a Leafs fan. I gotta get my Dyson home so I can vacuum. Oh, I can't drive through these bike lanes in my Tesla. And that's fine. We, Leaf we, fan. we Leaf accept fan. you guys. Just, we just accept, a little taste. We accept our Leafs fan listeners. I'm not, that's not all Leafs fan. I'm just saying that you might be a Leafs fan like that. And, and you might be old enough to remember that you think that you have 13 cups. Well, you don't. Because last time you won the cup, it was in, what, 67? Uh-huh, 67. I believe that's pre when the NHL wasn't more than six teams. That's confusing. I don't think it counts if the league was six teams. I don't think at all. But when I do think, I don't think it counts that the league was six teams and that you won a bunch of cups when it was six teams. doesn't count. It's not the same league. Not the same league. Not the same cup. Imagine someone debuted to you. A sports league that had six teams in it, you would laugh and offer them change because they seem crazy and homeless. There is no way that the NHL, and this is breaking news because the NHL needs to build up its own mythology so that it seems like a legit sport that's lasted for 100 years, the NHL at 100. But realistically, you had six teams up until 1967. You had six teams. Here's here's a fun fact for you, uh, for you Maple Leaf fans out there. Montreal's won a cup. Chicago's won a cup. Boston's won a cup. New York's won a cup. Detroit's won a cup. You never won a cup. You have no cups. Even if you want to say that the league did exist back when it was only six teams, which is a bullshit league, let's be honest. Sorry, guys. If you were a good team, you would have won one since. I would say the league started when it expanded 
to a full league size of 12. I would say the league started around the same time Vancouver Canucks centered. 14 teams? That sounds like a league. Listen, and it's okay. It's okay. What we're saying Don't, is it's fine. okay. fine. Come inside. We want you Come, to, to it's join okay. us We've never won a cup either. Vancouver's never won a cup. It's okay. Buffalo, Vancouver. Come on, Winnipeg. Shade of disappointment. Guys, get in the huddle. Get in the huddle. It's okay. We've all never won a cup. It's fine. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But you got to stop telling people you've won. It's like the guy in high school who's like, I've had, I've had sex. I'm not a virgin. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay. Okay. There's a lot of us. Yeah. We're we're all a team here, and we're all going to get through this. Toronto, saying that you won a Stanley Cup is like saying you were popular in high school. It doesn't matter anymore. Yes. Okay? 100%. The nerdy guys, they're cool now. You're not cool anymore. You never won a cup. You never won a cup. And what's sad is it's going to make it so much sweeter for you if you accept this Just accept sadness. it. Accept it. Because someday you might win a cup. And you don't want to be that guy who lied about being a virgin and then finally got to have sex for the first time and didn't even get to enjoy that because the per- he told everyone already he'd already had sex. You, You're lying to yourself. You need – what's better, winning a cup for the first time or winning a cup for the – 14th time, kind of. Kind of. Kind of, but not really. Yeah, not really. Not really at all. Yeah. I like to think about that as I'm falling asleep, you know? Some people count sheep. Some people listen to Zamboni sounds. It's a four-disc album. And some people count Toronto Maple Leafs wins, and I'm always asleep by zero. 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 Also, that hit on Austin Matthews that got him injured on his shoulder, that's why Winnipeg's going to win a cup before Toronto. That kind of shit happens in a series. Your players get injured, you lose the series. That's what Winnipeg does. Top story number five, and it is our best story. We always uh, save the best for last. Always save the best for last, which is why we always end with the horoscopes, usually. We wanted to do something fun, something lighthearted for you guys. And so we're doing a top five list, everybody. Uh, people love these. So this is a hit on the it's internet, a, it's usually a big top hit. five lists. It's Googleable, it's clickable. Google it, click um, it. And there's uh, been many of these made already. Bing it. Bing it if you must. Yahoo it. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Ask yeah, we should have started with Ask Jeeves. Our top five list uh, this week for our top story number five. There you go. Top five Anunnaki lizard players. I know this is an old debate. We've all had these conversations. But ever since the Anunnaki lizard players uh, started dominating the league, both in terms of uh, enslaving the hockey race and also uh, mind controlling all of the hockey viewers, it's kind of fun to kind of you know talk about who's the best Anunnaki player. We've been wanting to talk about it for a while. And since we're kind of on a roll this episode... Um, talking about sort of deep state, uh, turtles all the way down, curvature of the ice, uh, truther jargon. That Pedersen we've kind of, is both Pedersen's Sedin's. both Sedin's. You know, we're sort of on a roll here in terms of these topics. So we really want to cap it off with the top five list, which is fun for you as listeners, and it's fun for us as journal sporters. Uh, so here we go. Top five Anunnaki lizard players. Cue it, baby. Cue it. Cue it. A lizard list. Number five, uh, best Anunnaki lizard player wearing a human skin type of covering to conceal his Anunnaki lizard king 
insides. Yep. Justin Abdelgator. Previously known as Justin Abdelgator. We're talking interdimensional, time-traveling Anunnaki lizards, impressing us with their sweet dangles and mad, filthy hockey skills. And like our opinions about uh, the first Android players, I'm, I welcome our new Anunnaki lizard overlords. And if you guys would like to know more about them, please Google this shit right here. Yeah, or just if you're already listening, keep listening. Keep, it. keep listening. Don't, don't tune out. Um, Anunnaki lizard player number two, uh, he made a big splash in the scene when he first donned the uh, replicant-like human skin and pretended to be a human for a full NHL career. We have Miroslav Satan. Not the most clever uh, alias for a world-dominating... Replomorph. Replomorph, as you could call him. But here, he, you know, he retired. He's bit of a giveaway. Bit of a giveaway. Bit of a say. giveaway with that sort of satanic Illuminati name... Like Satan. Yeah. I mean, we knew it from the start. Exactly. I mean, we didn't even have to see which way your eyelids closed to figure that one out. And number three, uh, speaking of obvious, Curtis Lazar. It's so close to Lizard, you're not even really trying. But therein lies the genius of the Anunnaki Lizard uh, world domination scheme, which is it it, it hides in plain sight. Just like Nazis on the moon. Exactly. Seemingly hiding in plain sight. I can see the moon, but I can't see the dark side of the moon where the secret Anunnaki Nazi base is where they're riding dinosaurs. And learning to play hockey and sending them back down to dominate the NHL, just like our second favorite Anunnaki lizard player. American interim president, Brock Besser, formerly known as Croc Besser. Croc Besser, you're great, and we hate to blow the roof off of the story, while you've been dominating for our beloved Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. But I think that the world is ready to accept what's happening. Which brings us to our number one Anunnaki lizard player. Number one in our hearts and grand supreme god king of the hollow earth, Evgeny Malkin. Evgeny Malkin. Want proof? Look at him. He's obviously a lizard. He's obviously an Anunnaki lizard. Once again, you can check the Hockey Sport Podcast website for proof. And uh, that's the end of this segment. I'm pretty proud of what we've done here. I think that the Lizard Kings will be uh, you know, impressed with the work that we've done spreading their uh, gospel. And I'd like to say thanks for listening to this uh, segment. And uh, like we always say, you can't spell hockey without Anunnaki. Anunnaki. On this day in 2001... The Board of Governors actually put out an interesting motion that the NHL ended up voting down on this day, uh, which was ways to make the uh, game of hockey harder to watch for Americans. So it was a controversial idea put forth by some of the um, Canadian owners and Canadian players trying to keep the game pure, not their wording, uh, including... Our wording. Our wording. Ooh, yeah, that's fine including some ideas they had to keep uh, American audiences confused and disliking the game was having a, a, a white puck. Mm-hmm. White on white. That's tough to see. They wanted to have a... Or make the ice black, as, as we've already talked about. Obviously. No, they didn't suggest hot black ice. And we should... I mean, I'm just saying that they should... That would have been a better suggestion. That suggestion probably would have stuck. I think a black ice, black puck, and then heat it up. Yep. You got yourself a winner. 
for Canadian audiences, for sure. Oh, definitely, we've been hankering for it. Oh, I uh, another um, of the motions uh, set forth to make it harder to watch for Americans was just having only maritime announcers. Mm. And much more uh, regional Canadian slang, too. Yeah, uh, we'd all understand it. We'd love it. We'd embrace it. But for Americans, it's like garbage speak. And lots more words ending with O-U-R. Definitely. Which confuses Americans and American Microsoft Word. Yeah, you know why they took out the U? Because in print, it's more expensive per letter. So Americans were like, well, how do we make these words cheaper to print? Let's fucking take out a couple letters. So they took them out. Totally. So That's you, know, you, America. Neighbor. That's you. We've got a clip of uh, the Canadian Maritime announcers actually talking. Uh, this is just them hamming it up between plays. Oh, and it's three to two for the Jets going into the second. Uh, Steve, I got a question for you. Do you wear your oh, toque much when you're walking about your boat in your favorite neighbor's harbor? Oh, yeah, my favorite neighbor's harbor. Oh, when I'm sitting on my chest, I feel definitely wear my toque boot. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck, fucking fuck, I. Fuck, off. yeah. Fuck, oh, yeah. Off. Another suggestion put forth, which I wholeheartedly agree with, uh, was having the entire uh, arena sing God Save the Queen um, between the second and third period. Sort of like the seventh inning stretch. Perfect. I think that's a perfect addition. I, I think it would definitely make the game truer to its origins. Uh, they also wanted to have way more metric. They were going to replace more metric uh, system. the, the more term metric system. more metric system, I think, uh, is natural. They were going to re- replace the term icing with the 61-meter rule. And uh, they were also going to have a new socialist pay scale where every player was paid the exact same, mm-hmm. um, regardless of skill or games played, uh, except when they're injured. And then they would be qualifying for disability and CBP. And so being injured would be beneficial in this system. Sent to the gulags. <laughs> CHL. The gulags are the CHL. Our next segment is titled, We Weren't Wrong. Actually, correction, Daniel. Oh. This is a historic moment. Buckle your seat belts and put on your helmets, put on your visors, and take off a couple inches of goalie pads because we were wrong. It turns out... Ooh, that feels wrong. That feels, feels wrong. And I, I feel wrong saying we wrong. were wrong. This is the reason why it's wrong. We weren't exactly wrong. We weren't. Uh, we weren't wrong. I would say. I, I wouldn't say that we were wrong. Oh. We were. We were sort of like um, transcendently correct. Yeah. Uh, last episode, we talked a little bit about how Pavel Bure won the Rocket Richard Trophy twice, and how it was a depressing fact that both times he didn't play for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, Daniel, this doesn't sound right. I feel like you should probably say this fact true to form with. Leonard Cohen playing. Sure. We'll throw some Leonard Cohen over this. Take it back. Pavel Bure won the Rock Richard Trophy twice. Both times he played for the Florida, Florida Panthers. Panthers. Now, quick caviar. Pavel Bure caviar. did win the scoring race with the Vancouver Canucks. There just wasn't a Rock Richard Trophy available at the time. It didn't exist. Further confirming the... Much understood and long-held anti-Vancouver bias. Agreed. Uh, I'd also like to point out that the Rock Richard Trophy will now be known as the Alexander Ovechkin Trophy. He won it so many times that he gets to name it now. And I assume he's naming it after himself. Which brings us to our quiz tonight. Uh, Enter to win with our quiz. 
How many times, our fair audience, did Rocket Richard win the Rocket Richard Trophy? Please text in your answers. On 15 minutes from now, we will unveil the winner, and we will be gracious in our sarcastic aplomb we shall offer. Great. Love aplombs. Drop the aplomb. Aplombs away. <laughs> this brings us to our newest and least thought out segment, Aplombs Away, where we compliment NHL players that we have yet to mention in this podcast. I'd like to compliment Braden Point. Mm-hmm. You were third star of the week. Pretty impressive. You seem fast. You almost were as fast as uh, Connor McDavid, I, I remember. That's right. And uh, your name was on our short list for the all-name team. Didn't make it there because you don't point as a celebration. I think we all agree that Braden Point, when he scores... He should be pointing at the net. Should be pointing goal, 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 like up a in referee. the air, left and right. Lots of points. Maybe some guns and holsters. Point, point, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots, so, of, lots of fun pointing. That's why we haven't mentioned you yet, but um, that was our aplombs away. Daniel, uh, do you have another aplombs away to give? I'd like to give a little bit of a shout-out to Jakub Voracek. A little aplomb. He kicked total ass, what was it, two seasons ago? Surprised everybody. That was awesome. He almost won the scoring race. I think last year he did great, too. He did great last year, too. He really he really upped his game, and it's impressive. That was our newest segment, uh, Aplombs Away. Aplombs Above Baghdad. <laughs> You're great. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this brings to a much-hated segment, our rebound story segment. And this is not so much a rebound as it is an alley-oop because the hockey world is abuzz with two words. Ice. Jam. I know you know what I'm talking about, but he doesn't know what I know, which is that Ice Jam has blown up. Uh, the audience is buzzing. They're storming the crease like bumblebees. It's going off. It's a virus. Because Ice Jam has stricken the hockey world worse than an STD in the Edmonton Oilers dressing room. It's a pandemic. And one of the things that we need to follow up uh, our Ice Jam pitch with is casting. There's, because, been a, there's been a lot of casting rumors lately, and uh, we, we just want to clear it up. We want to clear the air, and... Um, we we wanna... don't want any of these celebrities to get their hopes up. No, 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 no. A lot of people have been talking about who's going to play who, and at this point, mm. now that we're in talks with certain people, actors, to play the roles, I don't want to get any more phone calls from James Franco. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, wait, wait a minute, Hike Sport Podcast. Um, should the hockey players Whoa. play themselves? Hey. In Whoa, Space Jam, all the basketball players played themselves, and that was one of the best parts. It was fun watching the hoop sport players play themselves. But in this case, you know, we're businessmen. We have a bottom line to worry about. And if we're going to sell this to the studios that are now interested, we have to worry about star power. We need some big names. Now, and the hockey players can audition for the roles totally if they want to. to. They can they audition. They can totally audition. Can, Sidney Crosby can audition for the role of Sidney Crosby. It's open casting. Um, we would love it if uh, P.K. Subban wants to play P.K. Subban. Uh, we, we, we'd be happy for uh, McDavid to play David. You know, also, we're open to casting other hockey players 
as McDavid. Sure. If, 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 uh, Taylor Hall wants to play McDavid, show up. That'd be a great switcheroo. You know? Be a great switcheroo. You were the original McDavid. Or you were supposed to be for Edmonton. And if, um, I don't know, if, if Zidane Ochara wants to play Brett Burns, why not? Can he grow a beard? Probably. Can he act? Definitely. Definitely. But for the meantime, we have shortlisted a couple actors um, for the roles. And uh, we're going to inform the public right now. Uh, you're the first to hear it. This is our ideal casting for Ice Jam. So as you guys know, the Monstars, uh, led by... Mr. Swackhammer and Gary Bettman, who are both going to be voiced and played by Danny DeVito, which will be a great double performance, possibly Oscar bait for Mr. DeVito. It's Oscar worthy. He's reprising his role as Swackhammer, and he's also taking on a new role as Gary Bettman. He's going to be talking to himself during the scenes because they have a lot of scenes together. What's Um, great about this is that we know that we know he looks like Gary Bettman because we've all seen the original Batman where he plays the penguin. Similar look. Feel, voice, cadence, backstory, upbringing, and 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 general plans. Mm-hmm. Very similar, similar mindset. Similar mindset to the penguin. But in this case, Swackhammer has uh, stolen the talent and made the monsters out of these players. And we're gonna have some cameos. So we're gonna start off with the cameos. Uh, uh, number one, we've had many people suggest that we should have Zidane Ochara as a cameo. He's a big guy. He's got a great look. So we were. Tossing around the name, and and now we're in works with Sasha Baron Cohen. Perfect for Zidane Ochara, uh, very transformative guy. Brad Marchand uh, probably is going to show up at a certain point. Um, for Brad Marchand, we were probably thinking more of the likes of. Um, I'm thinking sort of Sean Penn, but Sean Penn doing sort of an I am Sam kind of thing with Marchand. Cool. Um, Bobrovsky is going to be the goalie. But we did have talk online, uh, chatter, about Brizgalov being a good option. Mm-hmm. Brizgalov is going to be making a cameo. Uh, we, won't tell you, we won't tell you what point in the movie yet, but I think it's going to be a pleasant surprise. And Brizgalov, of course, is going to be played by the lovely Mickey Rourke. We're thinking Bobrovsky is going to be played by Dom Hall Gleason. Everybody seen Ex Machina? Everybody seen Star Wars The Last Jedi? He's in the other one, too. Uh, Let's not start talking about Star Wars here. This isn't our Star Wars podcast. That we do on Tuesdays. Oh, Brent Burns. Brent Burns is going to be a fan favorite in this movie. Uh, For Brent Burns, we were planning to go with uh, Tom Hanks from Castaway. I would also accept Leo DiCaprio's character from The Revenant. Basically, we're thinking beard. And who's got great beards? Those are two really great beards. Beard and also kind of like like a wilderness, scraggly, near-death look. Yeah, Jeff Bridges has a great beard too, but he's a little bit old. But we could use that sort of like mocap CGI to de-age him. So Jeff Bridges is in the running as well. He could also be good Pecorini. For McDavid, we were thinking... Uh, Michael Sarah, Or also the kid from Boyhood. Put on a little bit of pounds, a little muscle pounds, grow the back of the hair out. It's perfect. It's a perfect McDavid. So Michael or Boyhood kid... Uh, we've contacted your agent, so give us a shout. It's a very exciting role. Mm-hmm. We were thinking, of course, uh, for P.K. Subban. Kevin Hart as P.K. Subban. Kind of the, the energy of the whole movie, kind of the emotional heart of it. 
Steven Stamkos, or uh, Steven Scream Ghost. As he's more formally known. On the ghost team, the all-ghost team. Channing Tatum. That's a great pick. Channing Tatum Channing is perfect Tatum, for it. A Steven Scream Ghost. And finally, Sidney Crosby. The captain of the Monsters will be portrayed by Timothy Chalamet. From Call Me By Your Name. Trollsby! Crosby. He's an islander. So there you are. That's the casting for Ice Jam. It's very exciting. Um, Please feel free to suggest people if you're out there listening to this. And, you know, if you're Mark Wahlberg and you're bummed that you didn't get cast as uh, Brent Burns, send us some headshots, send us some tapes, uh, grow out the beard. Frankly, I don't think you're really in the running, but we're open for it. We're open for it. (sighs) Man. Man. Remember 2011? Oh, yeah. Do you remember it? I remember it well. I remember it like it was yesterday. For this, man, remember 2011? Mm-hmm. I've just got a little fact for you, Daniel. Sure. What do the numbers 246 and 225 mean to you? I mean, I already know what they are. I mean, I know what that is. Wow. I you know. have a shotographic memory, if I recall correctly. Daniel uh, actually remembers every shot on goal... In every game he's ever watched. I'm For like example, Steven Stamkos. Mm-hmm. Steven Scream Ghost. That Sorry. He... Ooh, too soon. Apologies. Steven Scamkos? Steven Scamkos isn't even injured yet. How dare you? What day do you think he's going to get injured? Oh, I've already made, I mean, I've already made several bets. With oh, the, really? With, with new, Vegas? Yeah, with the Vegas, new gambling with laws. The new gambling laws, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess uh, the... Um, the sixty-second uh, game of the season, because mm. that's how that's how long I think the season should be. Sixty-two games. He probably thinks that too. He probably thinks that too, and uh, so I think he's going to get injured. Sixty-second game of the season, hip injury. See, I'm going a different direction. I think that Stephen Samkos is. Uh, I'm putting money on when he's going to come back from his injury, and I'm saying too late into his series mm. in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, you know, a classic. Maybe this will turn the tide, and it doesn't. Definitely. He yeah. comes back for the seventh game only, and they lose it. Mm-hmm. But he was there. And he doesn't get a point. And he doesn't get a point. I think Steven Stamkos just likes handshakes. That's my theory. A big handshake fan. Anyways, uh, you might remember 246 and 225 as the shots on goal in the 2011 Stanley Cup Final. And yes, the Vancouver Canucks did outshoot Boston. So count that as a cup in my mind, frankly. Basically yep. one. Basically, one. We won it. Shots wise. I wonder where all the uh, Vancouver Canucks Stanley Cup champion swag is. That was good. Do you have anything else to say about uh, the shots on goal in the Boston Vancouver Canucks 2011 series that everyone is dying to hear more about? You could give me any stat. I'm sure ours is better. I mean, we should watch it again. Let's just let's put it on. Let's put it on one night. Just all watch it together. We want to do a live podcast uh, of us watching the entire seventh game. It'll sound much like our Zamboni album, but instead of the soothing sounds of ice being cleaned, it'll be the soothing sounds of our tear ducts being emptied. It might be a good thing to wake up to because there'll be a lot of screaming. Do you guys like screaming? More screaming or less screaming? Write us in. Scream Ghost. Our next segment is the first of hopefully many. Um, this is a very, 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 very exciting segment. This segment is entitled 
listener mail. Sounds cryptic, but Heck stay yeah. with us. Heck yeah, we got some mail. We got some questions. Snail Fans are sport. getting interested in the hockey sport podcast. I love it. I want it. And we're doing it. It's listener mail. And our first listener mail is actually a question. It came to us uh, in the form of Reddit. Uh, a Reddit user named Small Kiwi. Small Kiwi, thank you for listening. Uh, your question to the hockey sport podcast, guys, was how high are you boys when you record this? Answer, we're not high. We're really drunk. And our sponsor tonight is Persephone Brewing. Goddess Golden Ale, or as we've aptly renamed it, the Haley Wickenheiser Ale. The Haley Wickenheiser Golden Ale. She shoots. We loved it. And our second listener mail came straight to the Hockey Sport Podcast inbox, which is hockeysportpodcast at gmail.com, as you're aware. And thank you to our listener, I think it's pronounced Khan. Let's go with Khan. Khan! Weird name. Very weird name. Star Wars. Khan wrote in about a GQ article which featured Toronto's very own Austin Matthews sporting coats and stuff. Like some It's like a fashion thing. And he looks cool, sort of. He looks like he's wearing nice, rich clothes. Um, The best thing you can say about it is that the clothes look expensive. I'd say the worst thing you can say about it is that the Toronto Maple Leafs have never won a Stanley Cup. Here's the thing about Austin Matthews uh, in a GQ article. Uh, he, he he would not be in a GQ article if he wasn't playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. No one would be making these McDavid comparisons, all this superfluous bullshit. He, mm-hmm. The only reason is because he plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Absolutely. Which I, I'm not knocking the Toronto Maple Leafs for it. And that's great. Anybody who's on the Toronto Maple Leafs is a big deal. Us caring about Austin Matthews' style is like when people ask about uh, Bill Gates' book club choice. It just seems odd. It's like, I don't know why I care what Bill Gates is reading. I have no similar interest to him. And he made his money making computers. Not writing books. Just stay in your lane. All right? I assume that someone like that who says that they're interested in fashion, just hired a fashion designer. And now someone tells them what to wear instead of them buying shit from the Bay. I think that Austin Matthews walked in there and said, what is the most expensive thing? Mm -hmm. Tell me what to buy. This coat? Is this the most expensive thing? I have too much money. You know what he should be spending his money on? William Nylander. The Knights Who Say Nylander. The Knights Who Say Nylander. It's now time for the world of other sport. Yeah. yeah. World of other sport. Motherfucker. Other sport. Yeah. This week in World of Other Sport, uh, Base Sport has concluded with a thrilling finale. Yay! Oh, um, it's over. Wow. Uh, this is a, I've got good news and bad news, folks. Good news is... Uh, Steve, do you want the good news or the bad news first? I can guess them both. Good news is no more baseball highlights. How about oh, that? Yeah. We don't have to waste time on our on Sports Center, TSN, or anything like that. And now, now I can watch it again. It's it's gonna be like when um, Trump gets impeached or out of the office or something. Now you can watch the news again, and it's interesting. It's like that's what baseball's like. Now I can watch highlights again. I can just watch this 
and not have to see that. Yeah, exactly. Great. Well put. Bad news is fucking Boston one. Who gives a shit? Fuck you, Boston. Baseboard ending is like when you're playing a video game and there's a really long cutscene, and for some reason it doesn't let you skip it, and the cutscene finally ends, and now you can just play the video game. That's what baseboard is ending is like. Now I can just, now I can just play the video game. I don't have to wade through all this bullshit. I don't care. I don't care about the, the catch that, fucking, LA and Dodger guy made. I don't care. People that like baseboard highlights are like people that say that fall is the best season. Yeah, it's like, oh, I like the rain. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You just no, don't, you don't like You're people. Just waiting for summer. And at least Vancouver doesn't have a baseboard team. Because if they did, I'd hate that Boston won even more. And now I'm just sort of, I don't really, it doesn't really matter. And back by popular demand. Thanks to all of you guys out there writing us in. That's the only World of Other Sports story we're doing. We're done. That's the only one. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because it's always a fucking effort. It was the biggest news that we could, that, I mean, we could find on the internet. People asked us, Do you, are you going to talk about LeBron? Nope. Not, not today. Not really. We have, but not today. Final segment of the night, the horoscope. We are going to be featuring a very, very, very special player, a newly minted Montreal Canadian, Maximum Domi. Is in the house. He's maxed out. He's totally maxed out. Max power. Maximum D status over here. Top 10 Domi players. Ty. Number two. Max. Max. Number one. Ty Domi is a disgrace. Max Domi, on the other hand, is an Aries. Also co-host Dan Domi. Nice. BTs to the Domi. At this point in the podcast, we encourage all the listeners to legally take a massive BT to the dome and sing O Canada for the rest of this horoscopes section. Max Domi, here's a little astrological advice, poor Vu. If you became an animal today, you'd be a puppy, Max Domi. All frisky and affectionate. By all means, put your passion to good use. Come on, Max, get out there. Surprise a special someone with a home-cooked meal. Maybe Carrie Price? Maybe Shea Weber? Maybe some chicken noodle soup for the soul? That'd be nice. Tartar? Maybe maybe some beef tartar for a tartar? Set a table in front of the fireplace, light candles, pour the wine, and let nature take its course. Wow. BJ's to the Domi. You need not bother to plan a dessert. There's wonderful energy flowing between you. The sparks will fly. You know what that means, folks. It's time to cue the sparks and cue the hockey sport podcast theme music that was a great episode i felt a lot of good there i felt good i felt liberated i kind of felt like i felt like the weight of uh the 2012 season has been lifted with the firing of the la kings coach just feels good oh another head coach firing we didn't even get to talk about is joel quimble i know you said that you felt like a weight was lifted off your shoulders, uh, the weight of the 2012 season. I feel like the weight of all those turtles, turtles all the way down, I feel like all the weight of all the turtles has been lifted off my shoulders. By Are you saying that you feel like the, the turtles? You, you feel like Turtle Zero right now. I feel like Turtle Prime. Turtle Prime, with no turtles upon his back. Correct. It's a great feeling. If, 
if all of uh, the Canucks' enemies are vanquished in a similar way, I will also feel that way. But there's work left to do. There's gonna be, it's going to be a good day, but that day is far, far in the future. Right now, we're, we still suck. People have died waiting for the Stanley Cup to come to Vancouver. People have lived and died waiting for it. And we might be those people. Well, bye-bye, everybody. See you, folks. See you. Good night.